So I was like, I'll wait. I'll go ahead and wait and record this one. But um, I'm actually recording this one right after I recorded the last one, Blood Isn't Thicker. Um, because I was like, you know what? It's fresh in my mind. I'm just going to get it all out there. And um, in case you haven't listened to the last one or you didn't listen to the full last one, I know these things are like 30 minutes long, but 15 felt too short and 30, I was like, you know what, if it's too long, people can only listen to the first 15 minutes and save it later. I don't really care. Like I said, I'm not doing this for others. It's, it's more for me. So, um, but this one, uh, I wanted to dive into, um, intimidation and like materialistic things when it comes to relationships because I have run into that a lot um and granted I know part of it is my own fault I think I have a tendency uh from my longest relationship uh I have this feeling of being wanted um a feeling then like people like people need me and that people want me so in some ways I do it to myself but I think I pick men um who aren't fully together like don't really have all their shit together um, because I want to help them and I want to, I don't want to, what's the correct word? I guess I want to fix them in some ways, Um, which like you can't, you can't just fix people. You can help them, which I'm learning now. I'm fully learning that. Like I cannot physically fix a person. I cannot make them into anything because I can't, I'm not going to make someone into who I want them to be. Um, and you can't do that. Uh, but I do think I have this like savior complex of like wanting to help people and make them better. So in a way, like I tend to pick men, um, who don't have it all together. I don't want to say that they're, they're lesser than me because I don't think that's accurate. Um, I do not look at myself and think of myself as being better than anybody else in this world. Um, but I do think I pick people who, um, I, I can see the flaws in and I'm like, I want to help you. Like, I want to help you love yourself sort of thing. Um, or get to where you're going, or whatever it may be, like, that way, like, I have a sense of feeling needed, like, they need me, um, which is not healthy, but, um, and honestly, like, I'm learning that now with this last relationship, is I'm like, I can't, I can't make things better for him, I can be there, um, as a support system, but I can, I physically cannot fix everything, and I'm learning to accept that, and he is teaching me, so much and he doesn't even know it he really doesn't even know it because like I said I know that I can't fix him I can't just wave a magical wand and be like look you're all better now like that's impossible and so he's teaching me whether he knows it or not that you know what I'm not going to fix him I'm not going to be the person that makes it all better but I can be the person by his side while he figures it out, you know, and so there's that, um, just know that you can't fix people, but, um, I've come across, uh, the situation a lot, uh, and, and that's this, the situation I'm about to talk about, but I think that's why is because I'm picking people that I want to fix, um, or that I think I can fix. And I don't even notice I do it until I'm like, shit, like I did it again. But what I'm talking about is, um, intimidation. And I've heard this word 
so many freaking times. I've had so many guys, specifically guys, um, that I've talked to or dated or, or whatever, uh, be like, oh, you're so perfect. Oh, you're so perfect. Um, oh, you're wifey material. Uh, I could see myself marrying you. Like, shit like that. They're like, they basically look at me and they're like, you have your life together. And I'm like, okay, well, no, the fuck I don't. But okay, like, if it looks like that, that's freaking cool. Like, thank you. But no. Um, but um, from some of them, I've, I've heard that I'm intimidating and I've had my dad tell me and my mom tell me and cousins tell me and friends tell me that I can be intimidating. And maybe it's the fact that, you know, I finally have this attitude of just like, this is who I am, take it or fucking leave it. Um, or maybe it's the fact that, you know, from the outside looking in, like I've said before, I look like I have it all together, but I don't, I don't. Um, but from the outside looking in, I have a great job. I have my own car. I have a running car. I have my own house. I, you know, have good friends and I seem perfectly happy and healthy and, you know, I have my dog and whatever the fuck it may be. I go to the gym and I can cook and I went to school and, you know, there's all these aspects that people see, but they're what, what this goes hand in hand. Um, they're only seeing the material things, you know? They, they see the material things. They see the education, which some of you may think that's not a material thing, but it is because it takes money to go and it takes time and effort and shit like that. And it's essentially, it's a material thing. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you get a fucking piece of paper that says you did it. So, uh, it's a material thing, you know, the house material, car material, uh, anything in my house. Um, and that can be something as simple as, Oh, I, like I literally had someone be like, you have an Alexa, you're fancy. And I'm like, it's not even fancy. Like an Alexa costs like $20, $30. Like, and you set it up on an app. Like there's nothing fancy about Alexa in my opinion. Um, but to some people that it is. And, um, but it's all subjective, you know, it's all based on someone's perspective, um, of what fancy is. Like for me, when I think fancy, nothing about my life. I look at it and think my life is fancy. I'm like, I have a basic ask, basic, look at me having another verbal stroke. Um, I have a basic ass mom car. Okay. Like the fanciest thing about it is my spatial recognition cruise control. Um, and a sun and a moon roof, which honestly, none of those things are fancy. My car can't freaking drive itself. My, my car doesn't have a fancy stereo system. Like, I don't know. I'm like, it's a basic mom car. And like my house, people are like, Oh my God, you have a house. Like you're so put together. You're so fancy. And I'm like, bro, this house is probably older than my grandparents. Like I haven't done the exact math now that I'm doing the math on it. Like it almost is actually this house was built in like 42 or 43. Um, it's got wood paneling on the walls. Um, there's nothing fancy about this house. Like the only reason it looks fancy is because like the upkeep, I fully believe that like, if you take care of things, they'll last. Um, my dad ingrained that in me with vehicles. Like if you take care of it, it's going to last. Um, Speaking from experience, I had a 95 Honda Accord um, that had 360,000 miles on it before I traded it in for my car, and um, you wouldn't have known it had that many miles on it because literally it just took care. All you had to do was take care of it. Um, 
But look at me like rambling on and, and getting sidetracked. Basically, like nothing about my life is fancy, but to other people it is. And it all has to do with, you know, people's outlook on life and how they've grown up and the different influences in their life. Like I don't look at my life as fancy at all. You know, I have a friend who just bought a house too and her and her husband moved into it. And I look at her and I'm like, her house is fancy because it's way newer than mine. But to her, she may be like, "Eh, it's a basic ass house. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all about perspective. And so, um, I understand that now, like people are going to look at my life and think she's so put together, but I look at it and I'm like, I have an old ass house. My car is like three years old. Like we all, there's always, and that's the other thing is there's always going to be someone with more money. There's always going to be someone with nicer things. There's always going to be someone prettier, smarter, whatever the hell it is. Like there's always going to be someone better than you in some aspect. So the only thing you can do is be the best version of yourself, honestly. Um, And when I say these things, I feel like I sound so freaking cheesy, but like, it's true. It really is. Um, You can only be the best version of yourself. You're never going to be another person. And I talked about that in another one of, of the incomparable, my episode incomparable. Um, You know, you can't compare yourself to others because everyone has different opportunities. Everyone has different perspectives. Everyone is built differently. Their lives have lived differently. You can't follow in the same path as someone else. So I'm not going to go back down that rabbit hole again because we've already talked about it, but um the materialistic thing. I'm not a materialistic person. Um, at the end of the day, I'd sell my house and I'd sell everything in it for, for relationships and for people. And cause it's not, like I said, at the end of the last episode, it's not what you have, it's who you have. Um, but I've run into issues where, um, I go to talk to someone and I get into a relationship and, or I'm going into a relationship, whether it's just, you know, official or not. And I get this, you're so intimidating because I have my life together. And that's like basically the the words they use. And I'm like, what about me is intimidating, but it's all about perspective. You know, they look at them and maybe it's also because I tend to date younger. I am a bit of a cougar. Um, but like, that's the thing is I'm like, I'm older than you. You know, I, I have a different personality. I have a different career route than you. I, you know, I've lived my life differently and it's, I haven't lived it better. I haven't lived it worse, but I'm just saying I've lived my life differently. It's about, you know, taking that other path. And, but I've come to the fact that I was, I get so freaking mad and I don't mean like, oh, I'm pissed, like whatever. I mean like frustrated mad to the point where I need to go to a freaking kickboxing club and take my anger out when people are like, Um, I'm just not good enough for you or stuff like that because I'm like, under who's, under what standards? Like you're setting your own standards that you're not good enough for me. My standards, you're a perfectly good person because like I said, I don't date for money. I don't date for materialistic things. I date for who you are as a person and how you treat me and others. So if I start dating you and you have a million dollars in your bank account or you have $3.50. I do not give a single fuck. Excuse my language, but I do not care. I do not care how much money you have in your pocket at this moment because like I said, money can't buy happiness and yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe we can't go on, on a date because you know, you won't let me pay for it and you feel like you can't afford it. And I'm okay with that. If you want to sit at home and watch movies, and eat freaking ramen noodles like I'm good with that I'm totally happy with that because it's not what you have it is who you have and 
I fully, fully believe that, like, you shouldn't date for money in the first place. Like I said, I have tried. I really have tried, but I can't because I'm like, if you annoy the shit out of me, I don't care if you have $5 million or not. Like I can't hand, I do not want to be around you. Like people who can date for money, teach me your freaking ways because maybe it would be easier, honestly, because then at least I'd have money, but I cannot put up with someone's bullshit or, you know, conceitedness or whatever for money. I just can't freaking do it. And, um, I blame, I blame my dad. I blame my dad for that because he's ingrained me with, uh, you know, money is important. I don't want to, I don't want to say it's not someone who can financially take care of themselves, um, is attractive. Um, but I don't think that means that you're rich. You know, I think it means you're responsible and you're a hard worker. Um, and there's those qualities. So it's not the money that I'm attracted to. It's the qualities about it. It's the fact that, you know, you can take care of yourself and I don't need you to take care of me. That's the problem. And I, I think that's the problem with today's society in general is it's still expected that the man takes care of the woman and the family. And I commend men for having that out, that outlook on life. And you know what? I respect it. And I think it's great when a guy is like, I want to be able to provide for my family because yeah, you never know if you have kids and the wife has to stay home. Like you got to have someone making the money. Like I fully respect that outlook, but I'm just saying like, don't live by it, you know? And I think that goes back to the other relationship aspects that I've mentioned previously of, you know, you got to love each other through rich and poor, you know, at the end of the day, maybe I make more money right now, but you know, in a month, you know, something could happen. I could lose my job. I could break my legs. I could be in a coma and now it's your turn. Like you gotta, it's give and take relationships are not always 50, 50. They are not. And, um, people who are like a relationship is supposed to be 50, 50 are fucking stupid because they're not relationships are not 50, 50. They, they are, they should be most of the time, but they're not going to be all the time. And in fact, relationships are probably only going to be 50, 50, 50% of the time, because the other 50%, someone's going to have a bad day. Someone's going to have a bad moment. Someone's going to have something bad happen in their life where they're going to be lacking, or they're going to be busy taking care of something else. And they're only going to be able to give 20% to you. And it's your turn to, to give the rest and do the full 80, you know? And, and that's the thing is it's 50, it's not 50, 50, it's 60, 40, it's 20, 80, it's 70, 30, whatever the hell it may be, you know, and, and that's okay. That's okay. And, but it should never be you giving a hundred percent and someone giving zero, but there may be a moment like that, you know, there may be a split second like that, but it should not last in my opinion for more than a day for more than a day. Um, so Yeah. In my opinion, no, you can't say a relationship's 50-50 and um, it's all about, you know, being able to, to give and take and to counteract on each other and um, ultimately it's just, it's not about what you have. It is, it really is who you have and who you are as a person. I am dating you for your qualities, for your personality. I am dating you because you make me laugh. I am dating you because you make me happy. I'm dating you because you make me feel like a good person. You make me feel cared for um, because you can take care of yourself, because you are a hard worker, because you are funny, because you are smart, because you are driven, because you are goal-oriented. And maybe you don't have it all together right now. That's okay. 
that's okay. And people who are like, I'm just, I need to work on myself. I don't have it all together right now. Well, fucking newsflash, you're never going to have it all together. Okay. And I can say that with confidence because I look at my parents and they're still figuring shit out. And I know I keep referencing my parents, but I truly do look up to their relationship in every possible way. And I feel like I have learned so much from them, whether they know it or not. And they've set the precedent for what I want my relationship to be. They've set the standard and you're never going to be a fully hundred percent functioning person. Just fucking face it. Um, you're always going to be working on yourself. You're always going to be improving. But I do, I do believe that yes, there will be a point where you're just like, I can't like, I can't be with another person. I need to fix pieces of myself before you can, because you would be the person giving 0% at that point. And a relationship is not someone else giving a hundred percent. So, um, but you know, there is going to be, like I said, there's going to be times in the relationship where you're, you're still not 100% and you need to work on yourself again. And if you're going to bail on someone because you're like, okay, we've been together four years. Well, guess what? I'm having another mental breakdown and I need to work on myself again. Like that's fucked up. That person is stuck by you so far. And that's where I'm like, that's where I come in. You know, you're having one of your 20% moments. It's my turn to give 80. And, um, that's the thing. So I feel like I've kind of gone all over the place, but basically I'm not materialistic and neither should you, no one should be. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, if something happened and your house burnt down, what are you, what do you have left? You have your person, you have your person with you. So it doesn't matter all the shit you had in your house. If it burnt down, at least you still have your person, you know? And so materialistic people are, are, are shit, throw them out the fucking window. Um, it's not what you have, it's who you have. Um, and I don't date someone because they have it all together. I date them and I don't date them for what they have. I date them for who they are as a person. And um, sometimes that means that you're the person that doesn't have it all together. And if if you really love someone, if you truly love someone, you'll understand that they have flaws. You'll understand that they have issues. You'll understand they make mistakes. You'll understand they come with a past too. And nobody's perfect. Um, people lie and whatnot. And I think there is an extent to which you don't accept lies, but I also believe that there, there are lies where you have to understand where someone's coming from. Um, I recently lied to the guy that I was, I was dating and in the grand scheme of things, my lie is, is not a big deal. And I I know that, but it also is a big deal because I'm like, I don't want to lie to this man. I don't. And I told him the truth and I told him why I lied. Um, I'm, I, it's not an excuse, but I lied because I was like, I'm ashamed of this. And it's something from my past that I'm not proud of. And I was, I didn't necessarily think that he was going to judge me for the truth. I mean, maybe he could have, but I was more ashamed for myself. I was like, I wish that it had never happened. I wish I could take it back. And that's, and in my mind, I'm like, if I don't admit that it happened, then it didn't happen in the first place. Um, but I told him the truth and he was like, honestly, like I'm hurt that you lied to me, but he's like, it's in the past. And what's funny is I recently sent him, um, I sent him a, I guess like meme thing from Lion King and it's a quote um, of uh, Simba and Rafiki the monkey and it's when Rafiki the monkey smacks Simba with his little stick and Simba's like 
uh, what the heck was that for? And Rafiki's like, it doesn't matter, it's in the past. And Simba's like, well, it still hurts. And Rafiki goes, ah, yeah, like, the past can hurt, but the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. And that's the thing, is I'm finally learning to accept... I popped up on my Facebook feed, and I sent it to him, and then I told him the truth about the lie, and he literally sent it back to me. I was like, you just Uno reverse carded me with my freaking advice to you. Um, But he, like, he was right and whatnot. Like, it's in the past. It's whatever. I was honest now. Like I said, I think there are some things that you're like, why would you lie about that? Like, my ex cheating. Like, that was a lie that I can't get over because not only was it a lie, but, you know, it was adultery. So, I mean, that's that's a whole different subject. But, um, like, there's lies that you can accept because someone lied because they're hurting. And I know that that was also the case for my ex, but um, I think there's different levels of lies that you can allow and accept, which, um, but honesty is, is key. And honestly, at the end of the day, someone would much rather hear the truth come from your own mouth um, than someone else. And I've said that to, to him over and over again. I'm like, if you do something or something happens, just fucking tell me. Like, if there's something I need to know, just fucking tell me because, yeah, it's going to hurt coming from you and it's going to suck. But at the end of the day, you were the one that told me you were honest, you were vulnerable, you were transparent. And if I heard it from someone else, like, it's going to hurt that much worse that you hid it and that you lied and stuff like that. And that's something I'm learning more recently. Um, for myself too. Like I've definitely known that for other people, but I've, I feel like I had never embodied that. I never embodied my own advice to other people where I'm like, just tell me, like, just tell me, but I never embodied it where I should just tell people. Um, and so that's another thing is just being honest with someone. And, um, what's happened in the past is the past. Um, and you can't hold someone's past against them because, uh, if it hadn't happened, Think of it this way. If it hadn't happened, they wouldn't be where they are today and they wouldn't be in your life or, you know, something like that. So uh, you can't hold someone's past against them. Um, You can just learn from it. You can learn from it and accept it and help it help. Let their past help you understand them um, and why they are the way they are and how they function and stuff like that. And my dog clearly understands that I'm getting somewhat emotional about this because he came running and now he's sitting with me and letting me cuddle him and pet him. But um, I'm not crying once again. I am so congested. It's not even funny. I'm not sick. I'm just congested. But um, I am probably going to wrap this podcast up early because... um, I'm kind of kind of at a stopping point in my mind, actually. Actually, you know what? No, no, I'm not, because I've talked about the materialistic things and stuff, but I haven't really, really covered the intimidating aspect. I've had so many men, specifically men in my life, tell me that I'm intimidating or, but it usually starts out with, oh my God, you're wifey material, but then it transforms into you're intimidating. At first, everything about me is attractive and it's, it's what they want, but then they're intimidated when they're not at the same level as me. And I get it. I get it. But this toxic masculinity that the freaking society has put on men, it's sad. It's so sad. Like I, and that's why I'm like, I don't date guys for their money. I don't date guys for their things. Like, because I don't, that's the thing is my mom told me once she goes, 
don't ever rely on a man. And it's not that, and she didn't, wasn't coming at it from a point where she was like, I hate, like, she hates that, you know, she relies on my dad or whatever. But she told me, she was like, if something ever happened to your dad, meaning like, you know, he gets hurt at work or whatever, she goes, I don't know how to be alone because they've been together so long. She goes, I don't know how to be alone. And I, and, and it's not coming from a place of like, she wishes, she, she does not wish she, you know, would have ever been alone by all means. She loves my dad and she loves their past together and, and where they've been and where they're going. But she told me, she was like, if something happens to him, I truly don't know how to be alone. And because they've been together so long. And I love that. I love that for them because that's like that they're, they're each other's person but I also understood where she was coming from like I've learned to be alone and honestly I got really fucking good at it um being alone but I now understand what's what they mean when they're like like till death do you part sort of thing or like this is your person because I'm like I don't want to be alone like I, I can be alone, but I don't want to be alone. I'm like, I want my person. I want to share my life with that person. And it sucks when that person or anybody is like, I've had it happen multiple times where guys are like, you're just too intimidating or whatever. Like you have your shit together. Like you're too, you're too confident or, you know, you're too whatever. And I'm like, if I'm too much for you, then go find someone else. But um, the right person will look at me and be like, what a badass fucking bitch. Like, I want my man to look at me and be like, that's a bad bitch. She's worked hard. He is going to love my independence and respect my drive. And he's he's not going to see me as... um, I feel like the problem is, is when someone's like, you're intimidating, they're looking at me like a... um, What's the word? An opponent an opponent. And I, that's the thing is in a relationship, you're not working against each other. You're working together. So whoever I end up with doesn't need to look at me and look at me as a competitor and an opponent. They need to look at me and be like, Oh my gosh, like this woman is phenomenal. And she's my partner. Like she is working hard for us because I am ultimately like, yeah, I'm working hard for myself. I'm doing this for myself. But at the end of the day, like, I don't want to be, and for, I don't want to be a stay at home mom. I don't. And that's okay if you if you do. I love that for you. And for some people, that's what they were put on this earth to do. And I love that for them. But that's not who I am as a person. And I'm like, I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I want to. I love working, and I love my job, and I love being active at work, and and accomplishing things. It makes me feel accomplished when I finish projects and I I do things and stuff. And so I'm just like. I'm like, I don't want someone to look at me as a, an opponent or competitor, and you shouldn't look at your uh, partner as a opponent or competitor because they are your partner. They're your partner. They're your other half. They're, you know, your partner in crime, your whatever you want to call it, and you're working together. They are, they are your teammate. Um, and so uh, I think that's the problem is, is in today's society – it's that the man needs to take care of everything. And, and I don't believe that. Like, I love that. And I love that mentality that men have. But at the same time, I don't believe it. And I'm like, you know what? If I need to carry the weight for a little bit, that's fine. Because eventually there's going to come a time where you got to fucking carry the weight a little bit. And um, 
and I'm okay with that. Like I'm going to, it's going to be hard relying on another person maybe for a little bit, but that's what you do in a relationship is you bounce off each other. So, um, here's my key takeaways from this episode. Do not date for money. Do not marry for money. Do not, do not love somebody for their money or the materialistic things. Love them for who they are as a person and date them for how they treat themselves, how they treat, treat you and how they treat others. Um, don't look at your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever as an opponent or a competitor. Look at them as a companion, a partner and a teammate. Um, and that's, that's kind of the, the gist of things. And if you feel like you're, like if you're getting the impression that you're too much for someone, there, then that just means they're not your person. If they cannot love you for everything you are, past, present, and future, then they are not your person. Um, and they're still looking at you as a competitor, and which means they are not your teammate. So um, hopefully these takeaways uh, stick with you, and hopefully these takeaways help you, um, because these are things I have to constantly remember in myself. Um and obviously there's, there's going to be some flexibility with all of that. Like I said, you know, if, if someone says they need to work on themselves right now, that doesn't necessarily mean they're, they're trying to compete with you. It means they're, they want to be a good partner for you too. They want to be, you know, adequate and they want to be a valuable teammate maybe. So, um, take it, take it all with a grain of salt. Um, and, and listen to my words somewhat loosely because there are flexibilities. There, there are exceptions, um, in every situation, but that's kind of the gist of things. So, uh, I hope that in some way this helps and, uh, I hope whether you're in a relationship or not, that maybe you can take things away from this that will help build your relationships. So, but yeah, anyway, love you guys. Thank you for listening again. And uh, I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.